Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. Bet Online has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at Bet Online. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V. Five zero to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome everyone to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. We have another interview for you all. If you're listening to this now, I actually recorded this one before the 2023 NFL Draft process had fully got underway and finished, and obviously at the end of April here. But I really wanted to bring on a young man who, you know, I was talking with him a little bit before we started. And Washington State has an incredible linebacker in the 2023 NFL Draft, Dion Henley, who if people haven't seen him, he was a Nevada transfer, former wide receiver, turned safety, turned linebacker, obviously had a dynamic season this past year for Washington State. But I just kept writing down on my notepad, number 80, defensive end, 6'4", 263-pound Brendan Jackson, who's been a all pack 12 selection three different times already in his career. So he's a guy that people should be aware of, but I beg you, if you have not seen Brennan yet, you should go back to the 2022 film, get your eyes on number 80 plays a lot of the strong side defensive end position for the Cougars and does a tremendous job. So welcoming Brennan Jackson to the show, Brennan, one of our first 2024 NFL draft prospects to get on here, man. I appreciate you for taking a little bit of time. We're recording during Brennan's spring break right now. So he's taking some time out of his schedule for me and Brennan. I appreciate you for joining the show, man. No, thank you so much for having me on this. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I know uh, I expect it to be a really fun one for Washington State because, I mean, I, I really think that you guys did obviously a lot of great things in 2022, showed a lot of really positive signs. For people that kind of don't watch, I, I would say, too, that the defense has a lot of guys on it, man. Like I mentioned Dion, obviously, but yourself, number 20, the other defensive end was a name that I wrote down a little bit. Number 10, Ron Stone is another guy that, you know, I kind of wrote down his name a little bit as well. There's a lot of talent on that defense, Brendan. So I kind of want to start there, man, a little bit and just, you know, if you can just give us a little insight into the defensive side of the football for Washington State, because I feel like people don't talk about you guys enough on that side of the football, but I think there's a lot of future NFL talent on that side. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That was a culture change not too long ago because everyone knew Washington State is the air raid. It was an offensive scheme. And, you know, the defense is kind of just there to be serviceable and, and, and hold people to less than 30 points. But now, um, ever since Coach Stewart came on board and he really changed the mindset, he's like, we want to stop teams from scoring at all, period. So, you know, we adopted to that. We, we trained that way to, to be a really dominant defensive force. And we've seen so much progression over the past few years. And then we just have so many contributors on there. You know, no one really has an ego on our defense. We just want the play to be made. It doesn't matter who makes it. And I think that's why you see so many guys stand out because they practice so much in being in the right position at the right time and not being selfish in certain, in certain circumstances. So I think that's what's made us, you know, make so many gains over the past few years. Nah, for sure. And I think that's a great mention is that, you know, people did kind of associate Washington State as the air raid, right? Because Mike Leach obviously did a great things, you know, during that Gardner Minshew era and everything. And, you know, there's a lot of 
historic offense there for a couple of years passing, but I really think that the defensive side of the football, I remember Washington State had a really nice defense one year with Alex Grinch, but it's just obviously had kind of the inconsistencies over the last few years. But last year, I felt like you guys really took a massive step forward. So I'm excited. And for people that, you know, haven't seen Washington State defense in 2022, just kind of get your eyes peeled for 2023 because I think there's going to be a lot of good football played on that side. And uh, Brendan, I kind of, before I, you know, kind of really given a preview for the 2023 side of things and yourself included, I kind of wanted to, Go in reverse a little bit because I, I know I'm obviously talking to you right now. You're out in California during spring break back home for a little bit. So can you take me through? Because I, I know you went to Great Oak High School in California. So can you just take me flashback for a second, maybe a little bit of the recruiting process and how you ultimately ended up at Washington State? Yeah. So my recruiting process was like a lot of other guys in my area. You know, we have a pretty hot spot in down in Temecula, Merida, just like the little little area where there's a lot of high schools, a lot of talent. So I got recruited a bit there. Um, you know, Washington State was my second offer. Cal was my first. And I had a few other ones come in late. But I think the big difference for me that set Washington State apart was just the family as- aspect that Coach Leach was preaching to me when I was in my ho- home visit, when I was out there on campus. It was a lot different of a pitch than a lot of other schools. And I think that's really sold me because I wanted to be able to, you know, grow as a man when I got to school. I wanted my priorities to be straight. I didn't want distractions to be in the way of anything. So for me, that was the biggest thing that took me to Washington State. And I think over the past five or six years, I've grown so much, not as just a football player, but as a man. And I think it set me up for the future past when I'm out of college and everything like that. So I just really appreciate Washington State, you know, believing me early on, not the first, but the second offer. So very early on in the process, but it's been an amazing journey and I wouldn't change anything. I know there's been a lot of turmoil with coaching changes and whatnot, but I think all that's adversity that you have to go through in life because, you know, nothing's certain. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you've been all Pac-12 three different times. So, like, individually, it certainly worked for you. And, and the, like I said, the program, you know, is really trending in the right direction exponentially, in my opinion. So, I think you made the right decision there, man. Well, let me let me ask you, though, Brendan, as far as the high school stuff, because I looked up, you know, just kind of the bio and everything. I know you played some tight end as well. You had some numbers on the, on the offensive side of the football. You played defense. I think it came in at, like, I think on the roster, it said like 230-something pounds. I don't know if that was like a legitimate weight or not. But how was the process as far as were some teams looking at you on, off, on the offensive side of the ball? Was everyone on defense? Just positionally, how did how did schools see you coming out? There were there were a few schools who, who projected me as a tight end. Um, I think I took the defensive end side more serious than, than tight end. I think it was more just for the team's sake. Um, I, I was I was pretty decent at it, I, I would say. I think I could do a good job now, and I always joke with our coach now that I could do it. But – um, it was more the teams were defensively. That's where they were projecting me. But yeah, the weight at two thirty. I, I don't know if that was legit or not because I, I came in pretty pretty small. Um, so it, it it was it was awesome though when I got there because it was a very big wake up call. Because in high school, you know, I didn't really take the weight room that serious. It was more so sure. like okay, um, you know, I'm a freshman, sophomore, junior. I don't really need this right now. And so when I got to college, uh, I was really you know dived into the strength and conditioning process of all that and, and developing. And that's where I saw those huge gains. So maybe. You know, I would say more realistically coming in at 220 and now to the point where I'm 263, it was it was a four year process. Um, yeah. But I think they saw saw flashes in high schools of what I could be. They saw the frame. And like I said, they get paid to do this. I, it's above my pay grade. How they how can they project this stuff? But I think they saw that I could put on weight at my in my frame and eventually get to this size. Yeah, and I was mostly curious because I know you wear number 80, so I didn't know if there was like a you were a tight end originally switched to the defensive side of the football. I didn't know that backstory. Oh, that's a, that's a funny story if you want to hear it real quick. It, I would love I, it. Okay, so my sophomore year, we had a punter, um, and we had the same number. And so eventually we were on the same unit. We were on field goal block together, 
And obviously one of us had to change our numbers or like, cause I wanted to play. I was like, I don't care where on the field, I'm going to play. Um, and he ended up going to coach and was like, well, I'm the starting punter. Like, I don't want to change my number, yada, yada, yada. And eventually like coach comes out to me and he goes, Hey Brennan. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he starts, you don't, you're going to change your number. And I'm like, well, what numbers do we have? And it was like 62, 67, 70. And they're like, I have 80. I was like, you know what? I'll take 80. And I just stuck with it. So I, I just kept it made it my own. I love it, man. They need, you guys need to get a freshman punter that comes in that wants number 80 so that you can now bully the kid and be like, Nope, that's my number, man. You can't have that ever again. <laughs> That's that's really funny though, man. But you mentioned like a big weight gain and you know, you mentioned it's over your, it's over your pay grade and everything, but have you, has it kind of, I guess, surprised you? Maybe it's the right word. Has it surprised you how much weight you've gained? Cause that's like the one thing that I watched on film and that I wrote down on the side of my notepad is that like, you have a great frame, you know, you've really filled out, you, you know, you have a well-proportioned frame just in general. Has it surprised you how easily that you've been able to maybe carry that 263? I, I would say so because I think as I've gained weight, you'd expect that, okay, you get slower, your movements wouldn't be as fast, but it's been the opposite for me. And I think it's because this is where I should be at. This is where I need sure. to be to be the most explosive and be the you know the strongest on the field. And so it, I think it surprised me in what I was able, the gains I was able to make rather than, okay, can I actually carry this weight? And you know I think I want to still try and see where I could push it to. And eventually there'll be a point where it's like, okay, that's a little too much. You know, this is, this is not like the most optimal playing weight, but I think it's been a great process just finding that out and each year making those small increment gains and, you know, and eating correctly. Cause I know a lot of people want to gain weight the wrong way, but yeah. with our strength and conditioning staff, it was, Hey, you got to put the weight on slow properly. So you're not, like I said, not losing those athletic ability that you have that you're gifted with. So it's, right. it's, it definitely was surprising in that regard. And, and so for the role that you play on the defense, you know, uh, you played from the game I've seen the games I've seen at least, you played mostly on the strong side. I see you play against tight ends a lot. So like you're playing a lot of multiple alignments. You know, I've seen you play head up on a tight end. I've seen you play outside shade on tackles. I've seen you play kind of all over the place from a tech, from an alignment perspective. Uh, how easy was that for you to do as far as being able to play multiple alignments? And is there any alignment that I think would be, in your opinion, the best suited for you, I guess, is a question. Yeah, I mean, I think it just all goes down to game plan and watching film. Um, a lot of those alignments are week-to-week basis, part of our game plan. And, you know, as you practice throughout the week, you get more comfortable with it. Every week's different. Every tight end you go against will be a little different. So there's different ways to attack them, what they're weak at. Um, but for me, I, I really like being in a six, um, getting my hands yeah. on a tight end earlier on in the rep. Uh, I think being out wide can leak up some holes in the middle because, um, yeah. you know, that C-gap really expands, especially if they try to block you, uh, kick you out with their butt, which they do a lot nowadays. And you can't really backtrack that. So, it's been I like playing a six and our new coaching staff. We've, we've kind of implemented some new strategies on how to do so in the most effective way. So I'm excited for this year and seeing how we can progress in that regard. But I would say six and obviously a tight five, uh, especially with with the back far away. I think that's going to be better for us. And that's where I think I had most of my projection with, you know, snatching right away after the snap, uh, getting outside and setting an edge. Love it. And I know that this obviously this show is going to be aired live after 2023 NFL draft is already completed. But I do want to ask you because. I would just love your perspective on Dion Henley, if you if you can, right? Because he's a guy that I have been higher, I feel like, than most people on him in this class. Like, I mean, I feel like the NFL values him a little bit more than maybe some media did at first, but I think he's going to go a lot higher than people anticipate. And he's a kid that was at Nevada originally, right? Like, he only played one year with you guys. And, uh, you know, sometimes that, that one year as a grad transfer is a tough transition. But can you just give your perspective on – what Henley was able to do in just one year with you guys and just your, your perspective of him as a player, if you can. 
Yeah, I mean, he is just a, a tenacious player. I mean, he's one of those guys where you you know he's he's going to make the plays that he needs to make. And I think being on the field with field with him was just like a, a glimpse of what he could do at the next level as well. There's so many times where, you know, we needed a big stop or a big play, especially, I mean, the first game with us in Idaho. I mean, he had, I think, a sack, an interception to end the game, and it was just like little glimpses like that. And I think the biggest thing that sets him apart is his mentality wasn't okay i'm gonna come in and be the guy it's gonna be my show he came in he's like i want to earn your guys's trust when you guys rely on and really pivotal moments throughout the game and he showed that throughout his work ethic i mean he was working extra with our linebackers coach to make sure he knew what he was doing obviously ward came over with him so it was a relationship already there but also with us like he was doing things outside of his comfort zone in the locker room going to meet everybody because he wanted to make sure that everyone trusted him on the field and you know we saw the product unfold he, he was an absolute monster and, and a lot of teams had a lot of fits with him and you already mentioned earlier in the show that the offensive side of the football is one that's been a lot more highlighted over the years for Washington State. And I, I wanted to ask you because, you, you know, we, we you talked a little bit about the coaching change, and I know that that can be really tough for guys. But bringing a guy like a Cameron Ward, I would love to hear your perspective on him just facing him every day, facing that offense every day because he had a good year in 2022, but I really think he's going to take the next step to being not only maybe the best quarterback in the pack, but one of the best quarterbacks nationally. Yeah, his mindset, I think, after this last year changed dramatically. I remember after the Fresno State game, we were talking, we're on the we're on a little buggy over to the to the interview, and he was just like, Brennan, like, I'm all in. Like, you know, I, I want to take this team to the next level. And I think for him, it definitely was a transition coming from Incarnate Word, okay, now to power five defenses. It's gonna take a year to get used to that. But I mean, in practice, you see just so many small gains each and every day, which is unheard of at this level where someone's getting better every single day, actually, and you can see it tangibly. So for him, it's just going to be, you know, unlocking that extra confidence that he has. And I think just getting in a system now where he's comfortable to make those big time throws downfield, uh, where a lot of times we didn't really challenge the defenses deep. We just kind of kept everything middle, medium level, just like just the flats. But he's he's an amazing leader. He's he's becoming more vocal. He's he's, you know, building into that role he wants to be. He wants to end up being a captain. And I think he's going to have a phenomenal year this year. And I'm just really proud of just how he's grown over the past year coming from, you know, FCS level to now power five. Yeah, and I, I think he's going to have a big breakout year because, like I said, a lot of flashes in year one. That arm talent is silly, man. Like, he could throw the football as good as anybody in the country. So I'm excited to see how that offense take a step forward. And, Brandon, let me ask you kind of like focusing back in on you because you're a guy now that's entering year six, right, if I have that correct. You're entering year six now with the program. Aside from the obvious physical gains that we've talked about, right, adding weight, filling out the frame, what would you say are some of the – big key things that you've been able to improve on over the last couple of years that you feel like has kind of set you apart as a player now? I think the football IQ aspect has changed dramatically over the past three years, especially playing on the field now. And then I think it's really true that the game slows down as you play it more. Um, yep. Just being able to kind of anticipate what things are going to happen and, and, you know, no tendencies of the offense and some more time in the film room because now the reps don't necessarily need to be as high in, in practice because, you know, you played for three or four years. Now you can really dive into the, the schematics of it. And so for me, that I, th I think that's where I've seen gains each year because every year I've, I've upped every single stat in some regard. And I think just because I've become more knowledgeable of tendencies. So that's, I think, where I set apart. And the last thing I think for me that's so different from a lot of other players that I don't take a playoff. Like, I don't care yeah. if the ball's thrown 80 yards downfield. I'm going to chase the ball into the end zone to make sure he has it still. And I think that's just what sets me apart because that's how I was, that's how I was growing up. It's like, no matter what, there's going to be someone who's more talented, someone who who's more gifted early on in birth. But, I mean, you can always determine what effort you play with. And I, that, I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of guys.
I think a perfect play, I think it was the Arizona State game. It might have been like the first defensive play of the game. They didn't block you, and you came on the blind side, and you blasted the quarterback, forced the fumble, and you were like one of the first people that got close to that football and kind of chased it after getting up off the ground, man. Like I think that that really does pop as far as the effort that you play with. I would 100% agree with that. And, Brent, I'm very curious, though, because like I said, you've – been an all-pack player before. You just had your best season, 12 tackles for loss, six sacks. You had a forced fumble. You you had a really successful year, in my opinion. Was there any thoughts back and forth to maybe declaring for the 2023 NFL draft? And maybe what was the decision for you to ultimately come back? I, you know, the biggest thing for me was it definitely was a conversation because obviously, you know, playing now for six years, a lot of there's a lot of mileage on the body, but Sure. I think for me, it was it was when I came to school, I told myself I was going to do everything I can and make sure I got the student side done first. And right now I'm in, I'm in my last semester of my master's program, which I wouldn't have been able nice. to complete if I was in the uh, if I was you know training for the draft. I'd have to you know put that on the back burner. So for me, when I'm done playing football here at Washington State, I want to say I gave everything I could on the field and off the field. And then also just talking to Coach Dickard and him saying there's more things we can do to get you prepared for the next level that I think will help you with your draft stock, obviously, because. You know, you when you go into the draft, you you doesn't want to be an uncertainty. You want to go in knowing you're going to find a home somewhere um, in that draft. So for me, it was an easy decision after talking to Coach Dickert, my family, and understanding that I get two pluses. And you know, obviously, there's anything can happen. But for me, I feel very comfortable with my decision. Yeah, and and I, that's incredible. That's the one thing I love about the the athlete track now is that guys can finish degrees so quickly now. The fact that you're going to get that master's out of the six years is just fantastic. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what do you have your undergrad in and, and what are, what is the uh, master's program that you're going after? Yeah, so I have my uh, degree in business administration um, and then I'm going for an MBA with a focus in finance. Um, I think that's that's what I've been, I've always been good with numbers, so it was easy to pick that one, but I'm just super blessed to have the opportunity. My dad always jokes about it. We'll talk after a game and I'll be like, oh yeah, how'd I do here? And he's like, yeah, it's all good, but how are your grades right now? And I'm like, all right. So that's that's kind of the mentality I've had. Well, that's good, man. When you make when you make a few million in the NFL, then you'll be able to you'll be able to finance it correctly, which is always a good thing. Absolutely. So, Brent. Well, last question for you, man. Uh, well, actually, two more questions. Sorry, uh, for the twenty twenty three season. Now, just kind of looking forward after the improvements the defense made last year, expecting a big jump, obviously from the offensive side of the ball from production level. What are some goals that you have? It could be individual, team wise. Like, what would make twenty twenty three? I guess the perfect ending to your career. I think the perfect ending to, to my career at Washington State is just, like I said, just jumps in every single category stat-wise, but also just being the the leader I know I can be. Last year is my first year as a captain, but I want to be more vocal. I want to get guys ready to go in big-time moments. Um, and the last thing I think is just a defense as a whole is just – like when the game's at the end of, at the end of the game and it, it's a close ball game, I want everyone to understand that this is going to be the defensive, you know, stop. We're going to get the stop necessary. It's not – there's no uncertainty, none of that – cooped it phrase it's hey the defense going out there we got this in the bag i think that would be just amazing ending point and also let's let's take the apple cup back it's been in washington yep. for way too long one year's enough let's go ahead and take it back love it man love it and then the last question for you is obviously kind of flash forwarding a little bit to the 2024 nfl draft because like you said you grew up in california in a hotbed of a lot of talent so i'm sure you've been playing football for a long time just how much kind of looking forward to potentially playing professional football, how much would that mean for you? And just what type of blessing would that be overall? I mean, it's the dream I've had since I was a little kid. Um, you know, there's, there's not many things, you know, in life where you can give you so much joy when like you reaching a goal that you've had for yourself for so long. And for me, that would just be like a lifelong 
dream because I've had so many friends I've grown up with. That was their dream and something has gotten their way. And I just feel like I'm doing it for all those people behind me who have wanted that dream and, and, and they basically are living vicariously through me. So that's a huge reason why. And also just like when you play this game, you want to be the best. And once you make it there, you can say you're one of the best. And that's that's my goal is to be able to say that confidently and make it to that final step, that final level, and then really excel there. Because that the journey is not over once you get there. Now it's to stay nice. there and excel there. So that's my goal. And I, I, I really do believe that I have what it takes. And it's it's really it's really kind of lame for me to say this, but I always talk to draft prospects like this. It's like it's not an ending. You're right. It, this is a book, right, where you're just kind of flipping the page to the next chapter and then you have to keep writing the story. You know what I mean? So 100 percent, man, I think you have a very level head in, in that regard. And I'm excited to kind of see your maturation through this process, man. You know, maybe senior bowl in the future, all that great stuff. The draft process all ahead for you. Again, joined by Brennan Jackson, who's a star defensive end out of Washington State, number 80 in the program. So make sure you kind of take a look at him this season. Washington State, I expect to take a massive step forward. Brennan, I really appreciate you again, man, taking some time during spring break. This was a pleasure, and I just want to thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was an awesome time, and I'm just glad I could uh, you know, ch- sit here and chat with you. So it was, it was a great time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.